Blog Talk Radio. Let's work on your timing there. Already, uh, thank you so much for uh, joining us. Um, exciting stuff tonight, really exciting stuff. We've got uh, breaking news here. Uh, the Indiana primary results are in, and Donald Trump, another landslide. My goodness gracious, a landslide. He's going to be the Republican Party nominee. That's all there is to it. Ted Cruz just announced after a long-winded, ridiculous speech that he's essentially saying, throwing in the towel, it's all over, that's all there's uh, to it. It's over. It's done. Uh, now it's going to be Donald Trump against probably Hillary Clinton, although she's still having troubles with uh, Bernie Sanders. And, of course, the wild card, which is the Libertarian Party nominee, which I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess is going to be uh, Gary Johnson. And as a Libertarian, I'm pulling for him. Go Libertarians! So anyway, thank you so much for joining us on this simulcast. I'm checking here um, periodically, looking over to my one side, because uh, Congressman Bob Ney is scheduled to call in to give us the latest, his insights about everything going on now in the Republican Party with these, the, the election results. Again, it was a landslide. This was supposed to be the big state for Ted Cruz and the Never Trump movement to, to take a stand. To take a stand and say, oh, no, we're not going to be going with Donald Trump. No, no, no. We're, we're going to be making a, our own stand here. And they were crushed. They were absolutely crushed. And my goodness gracious, Ted Cruz was losing it there at the end. I mean, just absolutely losing it. I mean, from the Carly Fiorina just falling through the floor there to, to him losing his mind when Donald Trump said essentially that dad, uh, Cruz's dad was somehow partially responsible for the JFK assassination, somehow linking him to Lee Harvey Oswald. I mean, crazy stuff, absolutely crazy stuff. Anyway, um, okay, I think we got Congressman Bob Ney here, so just, just bear with me here for one second. Uh, let's see, line uh, one, now is this uh, Bob? Yeah, yes, it is. How are you? Excellent, thank you. Let me just adjust the uh, volume here a bit. Uh, so, Congressman Bob Ney had represented Southeastern uh, Ohio uh, for many years, uh, had been a big deal in Congress, uh, House Administration Committee, the uh, unofficial mayor of Capitol Hill. Uh, You know all the ins and outs about the Republican Party. What are your thoughts about this Indiana primary? Well, I mean, I predicted that Trump would win Indiana. I also predicted this was the end of it. Uh, He is the nominee. Mm-hmm. John Kasich's still in the race. I don't know why, but he's still in the race. You know, his and, son, um, he's the son of a postman. Did you know that? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I served in the county with John Kasich. I just put something on Facebook that, you know, he balanced the nation's budget. He did do that. I was there when he did it. But, it's you know, he's going to get out of the race. I mean, it's, it's finished. Because Trump uh, is going to get overtures, and I predict this is going to happen. I know there's a never-Trump movement and blah, 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 but um, a lot of the people are going to come around by 8 o'clock tomorrow morning, a lot. And Marco Rubio, I think there's uh, some type of deal that's been cut there with him because he's been so nice with Trump in the last three or four days. So, But it's done. I mean, unless something earth-shaking happens, uh, it's done. And now Trump will set his sights on Hillary Clinton. No question. Did it surprise you the size of this uh, victory? I mean, we're talking landslide here. I thought it would be about, I actually thought it'd be about, I said on radio today, 12 to 13 points. I didn't think, I didn't think it would be, um, well, it's what, 16, I guess? At, at least. I mean, it looks awful, yeah. 
Right, and um, but, but I thought I thought it would be about twelve points. Look, when 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 I started to see today a few things, Dimitri. First of all, and and I had actually noted this to our uh, media service about I think it was noon today. First of all, you know he picked Carly Fiorina, which you don't pick obviously uh, this early anybody. So he really really needed to try to do something, you know, obviously for right. Uh, right. You know, for the race. And then that, that didn't work. And then the Kasich deal, where, which then they kind of denied they did or they, it didn't work yeah. out right. One was, gonna, you know, you know what happened there. Anyway, um, that thing, uh, I, I saw that implode. And then about four days ago, and I'm, I'm not completely sure, I don't pretend to know how this completely happened, but Ted Cruz became, he became the establishment. I mean, officially, just became the establishment. <clears throat> then he got the bright idea to confront some Trump supporters. Yes, and they didn't yes. back down. I mean, it would be like confronting you. You know, they, did, they didn't back down a dot. They were terrific. They know. handled him. The only thing you, your wife can make you back down, but you'd never back down to anybody else. So, you know, he he, he went over there. And they really laid into him, and you know the media didn't carry it that you know he was really uh, being you know so different than Trump. It was carried that he was told off. You know, the other thing well, he is won. his father. He won. Oh, he was. And then his father made a statement that it, it gave me shivers today. Um, here's his quote. Did you did you hear the quote his father made? In no, Indiana? no, I did not. No. Okay. Quote. I implore. I exhort every member of the body of Christ to vote according to the word of God and vote for the candidate that stands on the word of God in the Constitution. I'm convinced that man is my son. The alternative could be the destruction of America. Now, I know it's his kid and everything, but that was that was so over the top that friends of mine in Indiana who are active in the evangelical movement, I called to see what they thought. They yeah. said they were appall- appalled. Was their words? They were appalled. You know. Well, he, he sounds I, I almost mean, as crazy as uh, as Glenn Beck these days. Wow. Well, and, yeah. Well, Glenn, Glenn Beck hopefully will be starving himself to death, and <laughs> then um, um, then Governor Mike Pence, who I served with in Congress, gave a you know endorsement to Cruz that was really kind of a co-Trump endorsement. Yeah. That sent a signal, and then Lou Holtz and Bobby Knight. Um, I mean, just the whole, and then Ted Cruz, and now this is going to sound hypocritical, but Ted Cruz, Dimitri, who told the protesters, hey, I don't say things, although that all of a sudden then ta- told that Donald Trump was, was a, what, psychotic liar? Yes. And a philanderer? Everything he now, wanted to say for months, and one afternoon he was just... He let now, it all out. Now, just, now just yeah. think, your listeners right now are going to say, well, what are you two talking about? Donald Trump says things. Well, you know what? Donald Trump gets away with saying things. Ted Cruz yep. didn't. Absolutely. In fact, it was amazing to me that Donald Trump, I mean, you talk about something just off the charts. He uh, reads this thing in National Enquirer, how Ted Cruz's dad, uh, back in the 60s, oh. there was some picture that maybe this was uh, Cruz's dad with Lee Harvey Oswald, passing out stuff, and Cruz, uh, Donald Trump is kind of saying, well, you know, he's Cruz's daddy is kind of involved with JFK assassination. I mean, crazy, fat guano, crazy stuff, 
But well, tomorrow he's going to really announce that Bill Clinton had Bill Clinton had lunch with Sirhan Sirhan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was just so bizarre. And Cruz Isn't is a bizarre? guy. Yeah, and Cruz is also disciplined, and his campaign was disciplined. At, at the end, though, he just began to unravel even his speech this evening about uh, the his, I guess, concession speech. Was He was going on and on, and it's like, dude, if you want to do a good concession speech, just take a look at Marco Rubio in Iowa. He gave a great concession speech. You know, that's the way to do it. Make it short, powerful, move on. But, oh, my God. God, it was, well, it was I'll a, tell you, an amazing train wreck to see. It really was. Yeah, I'll tell you what's going to be important now. Now, Trump can't change his style. They tried that, and it's not going to work. But Trump needs to extend olive branches here to the Cruz people and the Rubio people, you know. Why? Uh, Casey, Why? Uh, Casey Why? needs to get on board, you know. Why? Why does Trump need them? I don't understand. I've never understood that. Well, I, Cruz, I, I, he needs Cruz. I'm not going to say much for Rubio and Kasich. He needs Cruz. He, Cruz has a, a core of supporters. Now, Hillary Clinton needs Bernie Sanders a lot worse than Cruz because, look, Republicans in general loathe Hillary Clinton so much. I don't care if they say never Trump. I don't care. They loathe her so much. They're going to have to decide. Don't vote and, uh, and elect her. Whereas on the Democratic side, and, and I talked today to Bernie Sanders supporters, Dimitri. I mm-hmm. talked to them today. Across the board, the ones I talked to, across – and these are, these are diehard you know, Democratic uh, people. But across the board, they privately told me today they won't vote for Hillary Clinton if you had a gun to their head. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't doubt that. Do you think some of them would so vote for Donald gotta, Trump? She's got to. She's got to get them. She has to earn yeah. those those voters. Do you think that uh, some of them might actually vote for Donald Trump because he's opposed to all these trade deals and also this militarism? Uh, maybe some of them, not many, but you know, maybe a few. But not voting for her is a vote for him. Yeah, no question. And, By the and, way, and okay. I saw an analysis today of red state, blue state. Let me tell you something. Donald Trump and Bernie Sanders both are living proof. Throw everything you know out the window. Throw yep. it out the window. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, now you would know this, Bob, because you represented uh, the coal region here, the greater Pittsburgh tri-state area, representing southeastern Ohio along the river there. You understand coal. You understand the war on coal. You understand also how the Democratic Party has gone out of its way since 1980 to uh, not 80, excuse me, about 1992 or so to alienate West Virginia, especially with a stand up for steel campaign and now the war on coal. West Virginia has flipped from Democrat to virtually completely Republican. Help me understand what was Hillary Clinton's thinking of coming to West Virginia right after she had said in Ohio that she was going to do whatever she could to destroy all the coal jobs and destroy all the lives of all the working families here in the Valley. What was the point of her coming to West Virginia? She's going to be the nominee anyway. What was the upside of that? You know, I, I, I don't understand the strategy. I guess it was to be tough and get this out of the way and confront, you know, confront uh, the situation of what she said. Um, but but West Virginia's you know it's done. It is going to go Republican. Period. I mean, I never thought I would be saying this, you know, years ago when I was on the border of that state there. But it's going to go Republican. It's it, and it was going to be big Trump anyway, and um, yep. it will be hopelessly Republican. 
And there's nothing they can do because Barack Obama and the, and the regulations – and Hillary Clinton, I know, she now says that was taken out of context <laughs> from what she said yeah, to right. herself. So, right. And I, I don't think necessarily – look, I don't think she meant to come out and say what was in her brain, but she knows that the, her policies are going to put people out of work. She's going to be pro-EPA, period, period. Yep, 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 absolutely. I never I, – it was just it was just – it was bizarre to me, just truly bizarre. What do you think um, um, Carl Rove and all those insiders uh, inside the Beltway are, are thinking – now, uh, what what could be going through their heads? All the people on on K Street or wherever the lobbyists there uh, in Washington, and all the political insiders in the Republican Party. Here you've got Donald Trump, who just destroyed all of them. Did not need a one of them, not a one, not even Fox News. He did this. What do you think is going through their minds this evening? Dimitri, he took on the pontiff to see the Holy Catholic Church. <laughs> you know. Okay. Well, technically, um, technically, the pontiff took on Donald Trump. The pontiff, no, but the pontiff the, actually started this. That's they got to be yeah, honest but I, here. But, yeah, but his, his campaign manager even said, "Wow, he he wasn't sure after after Donald Trump responded back at the pontiff, but it, you know it did work." <laughs> but I, I'm just saying, you know, that the the inside. Well, Carl Rove, for example, you know. It came out from under his rock this year, and then he did everything, raised money against Trump, et cetera. Now, Carl's pack kind of tried to cozy up and run some Trump nice things, you know, not too long ago. And hmm. um, what's going to happen in D.C. is K Street, the lobby, the lobby groups, are going to literally just pass out and be turned upside down. Now, they're going to frantically try to make connections with Trump, frantically, sure. and it won't work. So they're their best bet, because they're not stupid, is to sit, behave themselves, don't go after Trump. They're not going to – he's not going to take their money, but just don't go after him. That will be their strategy. Right. Do you think they're going to go out of their way to really support Senate candidates who are in trouble, many of them rhino establishment candidates, whether it's uh, Toomey in Pennsylvania or Portman in Ohio or I think it's uh, uh, Johnson, is it, in uh, Wisconsin – and uh, Kelly Ayotte in uh, New sure. Hampshire, because it seems to be yeah. the ones who are really in trouble are actually the Republican, the Republicans in name only, the rhinos, the establishment GOP uh, Senate candidates. What do you think about that, Bob? Well, here's what they're doing that's going to – look, they were in trouble way before Donald Trump came on the scene. In fact, they better that's get right. their smarts and realize Trump might be their salvation. Yes, These guys I, are in trouble. I agree. Yep. Yep. No the Republican control, Republican controlled House and the Republican controlled Senate has been incapable of passing a budget to hand to Barack Obama. And if Obama vetoes, at least they passed him a budget. They can't even pass a budget and they control both chambers. Yep. Now, what kind of idiocy is that? Um, you know, they, they just uh, joked with the American people. They really did. Their supporters sent them out there, and they, well, they'll have these votes, and everybody ought to be happy. The votes don't pass, but you tried. Trying isn't good enough. They need action. And then they sold their souls on the trade bills. Just They were lapdogs for President Obama on the trade bill. The Republicans were lapdogs for him. That's exactly like right. Like was for, for Clinton. And I like yeah. Newt, but you know, they were lapdogs. Yeah, no, no question so, about this. So By the here's way, the bottom line, though. Let, let yeah. me just say this. 
Democratic members, when they voted for the Obamacare bill and then it was used against them, they got into the trap. And I'll tell you what the trap is. Instead of defending what they did, they started to back off of it. In 1996, when I re-ran my first time for the House, the district was 16% Republican index, Dimitri. 16, you know the district, 16%, right? Right, They right. tried their best, Senator Birch at the time, to, you know, Bob is Newt Gingrich. He's Newt Gingrich. I never fell into that trap of beginning to deny Newt Gingrich. Once you begin to deny somebody like that, you feed into more press questions. You feed into into people then going farther. Are you not right. going to vote for him? I just said, listen, here I am. You want to run against Newt, move to Georgia. Now, what these Republicans will do for a while, they'll shy away from Trump, Rob Portman. They'll all do a dance. Then all of a sudden they'll realize they're in trouble, and then they'll yes. try to – to latch on to Trump. Yeah, I think Trump could actually help these establishment Republicans by winning They're in over. They're trouble anyway. They, they just exactly, don't know but, it. Right, but the blue, I think Trump, and I'm going to ask you a question because a lot of my Facebook uh, live friends are asking questions. And of course, uh, we're simulcasting this on uh, One Dimitri Radio on blogtalkradio.com as well as Facebook Live. Uh, but a lot of my um, Facebook friends are asking questions like, do you think Donald Trump can carry Ohio and Pennsylvania? Yes. And I've got to believe because he can uh, attract so many blue collar Democrats, part of the Reagan coalition, people who are bitter clingers to the Bible and the gun and all that and want to be, you know, make America great again or whatever. I could see a lot of them abandoning Hillary Clinton, who's got a real problem with white males, by the way, and having them come over to Trump. And he could actually help these these pathetic Republican rhino senators win re-election. What do you think? Well, first of all, you know, Trump is going to have a problem, you know, <clears throat> with the with the women vote. But a lot of women still don't like Hillary Clinton. That's by true. the way, I'm looking That's right true. now at Miss, Mrs. Trump. And he needs to make her the vice president choice. <laughs> anyway, I'll leave it yeah. that. So he wouldn't mind that comment. You know, he is. But anyway, I, um, I think it'd be fabulous. Yeah, I'm going to make a statement here that you're just going to call me nuts for making it. But I'm going to make it anyway. Okay. All right. Donald Trump would have a harder time defeating Bernie Sanders than defeating Hillary Clinton. No, I agree with you. I, we talked about this before. I actually agree with you. By the way, Bob, people think I'm crazy for this. saying that. No, no, no. They they think you're crazy for other reasons, not for that reason. Okay. But Bob Gazzardi, oh, one of my Facebook friends, is saying that uh, I believe they just called the election for uh, Bernie Sanders. I believe Bernie Sanders, according to at least one of my Facebook oh, friends, he won Indiana. Just just won Indiana. I mean, this is amazing. He won't go away. How can Hillary Clinton be so inept? I know she's going to get the nomination. But how can she be so inept that she continues to lose so many states now, even Indiana? How does that happen? Bernie Sanders. Well, and that and that's my point is because Hillary Clinton is is just playing the old playbook, you know, the the blow dried politician, you know, when she says, oh, she changed on issues. That's OK. But then when she says, well, I, al I have always stood for this issue, I've always been <laughs> against trade bills, that's not true. Those things yeah. aren't true. So she went to the point where if you've got people believing that Trump lies, all right, and, and people believe Hillary lies, that's a wash. 
If, right. if Hillary tries to talk about Trump's corruption, there's a whole slew of stuff Trump can bring up. If she brings up his taxes, he can bring up Goldman Sachs speeches, where Absolutely. we're supposed to believe she went in and said, I'm going to take you boys apart, and they invited her right. back twice for half a million bucks. The what? whole point no, is – Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Hillary, Dimitri – She's taken all the issues off the table. She doesn't have it. She, yes. Bernie Sanders is is clean and clear where he's at. So Trump can just you know manipulate this whole thing. The other thing about Trump, mm-hmm. nobody for all these years has ever spouted out the M word, Monica. Never has done it until Trump. Everybody was right. afraid to do it until Trump. And. What I'm saying is that the Clintons, in the House of Clinton, they don't play, you know, they don't, they're not wallflowers. They play for keeps, but they're up against Trump, and he's playing for keeps, too. This is going to be oh, a yeah. blood-running-in-the-streets election. I sure hope so, because cause it's great material. No, no question okay. uh, about You're it. Now, the one thing with Trump, though, to be fair here, yes, Hillary lies. I mean, there's no question about that. But what I think the voters look at with Trump is that he flip-flops. I don't think it's so much a question of lying as it is just off-the-top goofy inconsistency, where with, with Hillary Clinton, you know she has a black heart. Donald Trump, you don't know what to believe, but he, not because he's like a, a congenital liar. I think there's a difference there. What do you think, Bob? Well, well I mean, look, a lot of people don't – this is really weird. A lot of people think he's not – being, you know, he's not being honest or he lies or that he makes these goofy statements, but they still tend to support him. With Hillary, it's just a little bit different ball game. There's not as much enthusiasm for her because, look, if you believe if you if you believe somebody is really really going to do, you know, a pretty decent job because your choices are so bad. A lot of people tell me Trump and Clinton, what horrible choices out of this whole country. But when you look at it, you know, they're going to pick somebody. And if you look at Trump, you know, Hillary doesn't tell the truth. He doesn't tell the truth. Uh, He's corrupt. She's corrupt. I mean, you can go down the list. And I'm not saying I feel completely that way about either of them, but this is how people feel. So you go down the list and they wash each other out. So what do you finally hang on to? Hillary and her husband, where she said today he's going to be practically running the White House? No. They're going to go for Trump because what do you got to lose? You know, you can picture Trump telling the premier of China, go sit in the back of the room, buddy. I mean, yes, you know, absolutely. you can't picture Hillary doing it. Oh, no, no. I can picture Hillary actually taking money <laughs> for uh, for this. Now, interesting um, uh, question now, now that uh, Ted Cruz has officially said, OK, I'm throwing in the towel. Um, by the way, I'm talking with Congressman Bob Name. We're simulcasting this on Facebook Live and uh, my, my show, One Dimitri Radio on blogtalkradio.com. Uh, coming up after the Bob Nay interview, and I love talking with Bob Nay, but after that, today something really important happened with this show, and it involved a major figure on the Fox News channel. One of the major babes in the Fox News channel had an interview scheduled with me to pimp her book. And I started doing the interview, and she got so pissy, she got so upset, she hung up on me. I'm going to give you all the gory details, and you're going to be stunned really? when you see this little whiny, bitchy hypocrite. Oh, gosh, I haven't been so angry. I don't think I've ever been Is it Megyn angry. Kelly? No, 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 no. But, it, uh, but you, you will see. But I've never been so angry with someone. Because, look, I can give and I can take with interviews all of this stuff. But 
the hang up on me after I ask legitimate questions about what she wrote in her book. I'm telling you, I'm going to rip her a new one. You're going to hear the whole interview, all six and a half minutes of it, and you're going to hear her hang up. And you're going to hear that on One Dimitri Radio on blogtalkradio.com. I can't do it with the simulcast on Facebook Live just because that, um, the audio quality is just not going to be that good. But, oh, my, I've never been so angry. I'm, I, I seldom wow. ever you know, call people names, but with her today, she crossed the line, and, and, and I'm just going to rip her a new one. That's all there is to it. By the way, wow. just to tell my Facebook friends as well as uh, listeners here at One Dimitri Radio, uh, we're broadcasting from the intersection of freedom and fun, uh, service mark, trademark, copyright, patent pending, don't steal it, and this is the LifePedigree.com studio. And after we're through talking with Bob Nay, when I say we, I mean, well, me, uh, I want to talk to you just a little bit about LifePedigree.com and how it can help you get a great gig. But back to Congressman Bob Nay, former Congressman Bob Nay, dear friend, terrific guy. Yes, Bob. I, I, well, after that, dear friend, terrific guy, I was so tempted to hang up on you because you'd give me so much publicity bad mouth of me. I don't bad but I didn't. mouth you. Are you kidding but I didn't. You're a No, you would if I hung up on you. Oh, well, that, that's true, yes, of, of course. Oh, I was By so way, tempted. Bob, okay. I'm so Bob sorry. Bob Nay is on 410 radio stations with his commentaries for this talk radio, <laughs> something, something. Oh, we you love to just make fun of that, don't you? 410 radio I am. stations. I, I'm sure you are. I know you are. You keep telling us that you are. So congratulations. I'm on one. I'm on so radio. fun of that. No wonder right, she hung up on you. Go ahead. <laughs> Oh, Your God. wife anyway, probably now, told her to hang up on you. Oh, uh, but don't, anyway. don't, 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 don't start. Mm-hmm. But really, this, this, she made me nuts. Uh, anyway, so back to, uh, okay, Laura Ingram brought up a very good point. I thought was kind of fascinating about who Donald Trump could pick as the ideal vice presidential candidate. Who is he going to run with? And, you know, a lot of people are throwing out names, but Laura Ingram brought up a really interesting one, and you are uniquely qualified to comment on him because. You have experience with this guy. He's an insider. He understands how government works. That's the one thing that Donald Trump certainly doesn't understand, how Congress works and all that. Mm-hmm. What do you think about vice presidential candidate Newt Gingrich? Hmm. Um, I mean, I think the world of Newt Gingrich, he's, you know, he's, he was a great leader. and brought, That's fascinating. Isn't it, though? When she brought that up, I was going out of left field, and I'm going, wait a minute. Because it's Donald Trump, because the one thing he clearly does not know is the ins and outs of how Congress works and all that, Newt Gingrich as a vice presidential candidate. I thought, God, that sounds brilliant, but I don't know Newt that well. I don't know politics that well, certainly nothing like you. So I thought, let me ask Bob Nay, because you work with Newt, you understand all the ins and outs. Would that be a great ticket or what? I think, I mean, people I know will talk about his divorce and everything, but no, I, I think it would be a great ticket. The conservative arm would not uh, complain at all. Yeah, yeah, and I think Newt could really teach Donald Trump a lot about the inner workings of government so Donald Trump wouldn't have to reinvent the wheel. Laura Ingram, I thought, was, I thought this was brilliant. I mean, I've heard also Condoleezza Rice, and the one problem with Condoleezza Rice is, is that as, as, as appealing as she is on so many levels, she still supported the war in Iraq. She was a big yeah, supporter. Yeah, Bush, the Bush uh, weapons. Everybody's it's, still uh, looking yeah. for it. Yeah, yeah, it's just, oh, God, Condoleezza, God, why did you go for the Iraq thing? 
But Newt Gingrich, I thought, would be a fascinating choice for Donald Trump, because that's the one guy who could really, really teach him how everything works there. And anyway, so anyway, we wanted to run that's that by you. So, yeah, any uh, final thoughts here? Yeah, any final thoughts here, Bob? Yes, about uh, it's going to be a razor-thin election. Mm-hmm. Razor-thin. And I, I get people on both sides talking about the clown car, how easy it's going to be. It's not going to be. It's going to be razor thin between Trump and uh, and Hillary. Razor thin, and Hillary mm-hmm. is going to lose if she does not woo the sand. Not Bernie himself, but the Sanders people. If she doesn't woo them, um, but how many more surprises can come in this election? This has been an amazing election. Well, the big one that I mean, it's the it's the two thousand pound elephant in the middle of America's living room, and that is the FBI investigation and the other. Government investigation, not the congressional one, but the government investigations of Hillary Clinton with the private server. I mean, State Department's uh, involved. The FBI is involved. And heaven only knows what the Department of Justice is going to be sitting on. But with all of these looming there, I've, God, it's hard to believe that at least not one of them is not going to make a big, big difference regarding Hillary Clinton's campaign. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. Well, you know, I'm... I'm I'll be doing analysis tomorrow on my 410 stations, by the way. But you know what? That out of those 410, you know my favorite station, who's who the 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 guy that that runs it is Greek. You know who that is, don't you? Who runs it is Greek. Uh, no, actually, yeah, I don't. Who my favorite that? radio show. The oh my oh you mean my show? No, Phil Palaiogos in New York. <laughs> yes, yours is my favorite. Bob, have you been drinking again? Have you been drinking again? No, do we need I, to do I, an intervention? Ten years. Do we need to ten do years. An intervention? All right. Ten all right. years. Anyway, so Bob, okay, we always give my guests the last uh, word. By the way, that was the last word. I was making a joke. I liked your show. That was the last word. Okay, what, we, some people are, are writing in here. Pat uh, Manley, uh, Hillary is more popular when she does not campaign. The more people she comes in contact <laughs> with, the better Bernie <laughs> does. There's no, that's true, by the way. And uh, Bob Gazzardi is saying Hillary Clinton is not inept, that she's, in fact, a crook. And Donald Trump did not help the down-ticket conservative candidates in the last primary. I'm not quite sure what that means, because – but in the well, general he was election, all over the board. He, you know, he's contributed to yeah. Democrats. Well, yeah, yeah. So it's going to be fascinating. I think this could be great for the Libertarian Party. As you know, I'm a, a life member of the Libertarian Party. And when you've got so many negatives regarding Trump and Hillary, although I think Trump will win in a landslide, but because so many people hate both of them so much, this could be actually a wonderful year. I don't for, think it's going to be a landslide. Yeah. Well, I do. I, I do think that I Trump don't. is when he sets his uh-uh. sights, when he sets his sights on someone, especially someone as weak as Hillary. He one thing with Trump, he understands people's weaknesses. He understood Jeb Bush's weaknesses. He understood Marco Rubio's. He certainly understood Ted Cruz's. And you talk about somebody with weaknesses, that's Hillary Clinton. I think he is – yes, go ahead. Look, I have to be fair on this that, you know, yes, he he got the crowds going and people switched from Democrat to Republican for Donald Trump. But he didn't have – and he won tonight, and he – but he didn't have the working knowledge of the government like Ted Cruz. He doesn't have the foreign policy knowledge like Ted Cruz. I mean, right. Cruz knows the issues. And the only reason I mention that is because now Trump is the nominee, not Cruz. Who Cruz knew all the issues. He could debate Hillary up and down. Trump's going to make yep. some mistakes on it. But 
it's going to still boil down to personality. So if it was Donald Trump versus somebody else, he might have a really rough time. I'm not saying that he's not going to win, but I think it's going to be tight because the, she's going to get him on some issues, and then he's going to get her verbally, and I think it's going to be tight. I don't think there are going to be any issues uh, that uh, she well, – she can't handle tight. Bernie Sanders. She cannot handle Bernie Sanders. I know. She's been scared, I think but Donald I still Trump, think I'd be tight. Yeah. Well, okay, and, and time will tell. We'll like, get you back on if uh, he's going to need. He's going to need Ted Cruz. I'm telling you. Uh, we'll see. I don't think he will, but we we will see. You're the expert. You're the political expert. Obviously, Cruz. I'm not. But all right. So, Bob. Um, all right. Before we go, I, you always get the last word. My guests always get the last word. So, whatever you want to say directly. That, that to was you, my listen. last word. It's going to be. I'm going to bet you it's a close election. Yes, All right, I'll bet you. I'll bet you it's not, and we'll uh, go from there. So, Bob Nay, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, I love you, Thank and you, we'll Dimitri. talk again real soon. All right. Okay. Thank you. Bye bye. All right. Bye bye. Let me just click goodbye here uh, to uh, Bob. All right. Well, that was fascinating. So, okay. Uh, life before uh, before I go to this next segment here, I want to tell you about LifePedigree.com. But then, it's it's not safe for work if you're Listening to this on Facebook Live or on blogtalkradio.com, this is One Dimitri Radio. I simulcast every weeknight, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, Pittsburgh Time Zone, I call it. And um, we have a lot of fun, but this next segment, after I talk with you about lifepedigree.com, this next segment is not safe for work. This is one of the few times that you're going to hear me be really angry and call someone out. I mean, like several names. I, it just... I can't tell you how angry I am about this woman. You know her. If you watch, watch the Fox News channel, you know her. You have seen her a lot. I had a major run-in with her today, and she exposed herself for being this whiny little hypocritical bitch that I just, God, I'm, just, I just, I'm getting angry here, and i am got to control myself. Anyway, calm down. Take a deep breath. I can't afford resentments. Calm down. Calm down. Let go. I'm better. Lifepedigree.com. If you are looking for a gig, and if you're a radio guy like I am, well, we're always looking for gigs because usually we're, you know, get blown out on a Friday afternoon. We're on the beach. We don't know where the next gig's coming from. Sometimes we pad our resumes, although I've never done that. Look, if you're an honest person and you have not padded your resume, that is if you've actually told, you know, the truth on your resume, that can work against you when you're up against people who lie on their resumes. But with LifePedigree.com, you can use your honesty to your advantage. Here's, here's how it works. You send your resume to LifePedigree.com. LifePedigree.com reviews your resume, checks everything, makes the phone calls, talks to the people. Okay, was he there at these dates? Did he do this kind of work? And yada, 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 yada. When everything checks out, LifePedigree.com puts a stamp of approval on your resume. Then when you send out your resume, with the LifePedigree.com stamp of approval, what that's saying to anyone who gets it is that, hey, this guy's telling the truth, and everything's already been checked, so I don't have to do any work. It's already been done, so we're going to put this guy's resume at the top of the resume pile. I think it's a wonderful idea. Wonderful people at LifePedigree.com. They're big backers of One Dimitri Radio, and again, it's a terrific idea. So if you're looking for a gig and you want to get an advantage, you want to get your resume at the top of the resume pile, tell the truth. And then send it to lifepedigree.com. And that seal of approval, I think, could open a lot of doors for you. So lifepedigree.com. All right. Now, I've got to control myself. 
Okay, let me just let me just tell you just a little background here about one Dimitri Radio before we talk about this horrible person at the Fox News Channel. We started this show uh, with a Kickstarter campaign, and my pitch was and and still is that I'm not going to need any advertisers or um, um, any kind of um, backers other than people donating. I wanted to have my independence. I wanted to have my freedom so that I don't have to worry about watching my P's and Q's and, uh, you know, and doing the show and offending advertisers or offending general managers or whatever. I could just be me. Better or worse, just be me. And the thought was, and still is, that if I can produce a really quality radio show, which is simulcast on Facebook uh, Live as well as Blog Talk Radio here, One Dimitri Radio, that over time people will catch on. They'll see, hey, this is a great show. This guy's talking about individual freedom and liberty and about the war on privacy and this, that, and the other. And, you know, we can, we can turn this into something. That's the game plan. Still is. Now, one drawback with that, and it's a big one, but it's a drawback, which I knew going in. It was going to be a long, hard slog because I don't have a big deal uh, media company behind me. I own this thing. It's Dimitri 2020 LLC. Um, we don't have any advertisers by design. We have some backers, including LifePedigree.com, which was part of the Kickstarter campaign, and other wonderful angels as well, but no advertisers. I don't answer to anyone, not even the FCC. The drawback with, again, it's great in many ways, but one big drawback is that it's a lot tougher getting A-list celebrities to interview. Much, much tougher. A-list celebrities, A-list politicians, um, no question about it. So whenever I have an opportunity to get a name, a real name person for you, I'm very excited. And I could not have been more excited when this big deal public relations firm that I I deal with a lot. They're very good. And I've had a lot of great guests uh, from this firm. And I hope it continues, although after after tonight, I'm not sure. I don't know what they're going to do. So I get this wonderful opportunity to get this A-list interview a woman on the Fox News channel, and not just any woman, a woman who is a co-host of a major show on the Fox News channel. And you've seen her all over the place. She's, you know, she's, she's a guest expert on different panels. Everyone who knows anything about cable news and really about media in general in New York and Washington knows this person. And her name is Andrea Tanteris. Let me get you her book from our Facebook Live here for the camera here. This is Andrea Tanteros, and this is the book that she is promoting, and it's tied up in knots. And there's a picture of Andrea, who is very lovely, uh, tied up, uh, arms above her head. And if you just look at the headline, you would think, hey, maybe she's into bondage and domination, you know, some B&D or S&M or whatever. But you read the subhead, it really, it's a story or, story. It's a book about relationships and all this kind of stuff, which is fine, which is fine. So what I did is um, when I was given this opportunity, hey, you want to interview Andrea Tanteros, you know, Fox News, babe? Yeah, absolutely. That's fantastic. So I asked for a copy of the book. Now, you might think, well, duh, of course you would. A lot of people, uh, interviewers, radio, TV, whatever, they don't bother with this stuff. They just don't bother. This is one of the dirty little secrets of our business. They just don't bother. 
they'll ask a few questions. They'll get some questions from the PR firm and ask those questions and kind of goof around. And what do you think about this, that, and the other? I don't do it that way. I prep and prep and prep. I like lose my mind with prep because I figure I can get a big advantage over everybody else. I can learn a little bit more and on and on. So I asked the PR firm for a copy of the book and they were great. There's a great PR firm. They sent me a copy. Terrific. I'm going through this book. And again, I'm showing it to my Facebook live friends tied up in knots here. And I get the dust jacket off here. Just give me one second here with the dust jacket. Let me move this over here. And I'm reading every page here. Every page, I'm dog-earing it. Oh, hold on a second. Let me just turn it. I don't know if you can see that. No, I probably can't see too well. Anyway, I, I read the thing front and back. I highlight so many different things on each page. I dog-ear pages. I just, you know, I write a million notes. I am prepared to interview Andrea Tenteros. I am absolutely prepared. So I did this Thursday a week ago and spent hours on this thing. Yes, hours. If you want to do it right, you've got to spend hours to distill it to just a few key questions that nobody else is going to ask you. And then I get word from the PR firm, through no fault of the PR firm, that she blew off the interview, that um, they had to, they just said, no, we're not going to be doing the interview, but we might do it later on. And I thought, oh, man, I read the book. I, I, I got everything together here. I wasted a Thursday uh, doing this stuff for the Friday interview. But then I find out a few days later that uh, the interview's back on. And it's back on for today, for today, Tuesday. And it was like, oh, this is fantastic. So I'm prepping and prepping and prepping for the interview. And the thing with uh, Andrea Tenteris's book is that she, in, uh, she actually says it's in the, written in the uh, dust jacket that it's all a lot of it about her own personal experiences. And she wrote an awful lot about sex. She wrote about wiener shriveling. She wrote about uh, dates that are a uh, Budweiser and BJ. These are her words, mind you. These are her words, her freedom tour uh, where she dated anyone that she wanted to, whenever she wanted to, and lots and lots of other stuff about Tinder and right swipe and Lots and lots of sexual stuff. She talked about how hot she looked in a, in a little sundress, even one that went down to her knees. She talked about different boyfriends and after sex, you want to make a nice sandwich for your boyfriend. Oh, this kind of stuff. Hey, fine with me. Okay, great. So I'm highlighting all this stuff. I get it all together. One o'clock comes today, Pittsburgh time again. I call and we connect. And, hi, how you doing? And, you know, happy Greek Easter, that kind of a thing. And she sounded fine. She sounded, you know, pleasant. Had no problem with that. And uh, I said to her, and I'm paraphrasing here, okay, here's how I do an interview. I do an interview with uh, not like on uh, book TV and C-SPAN, not like NPR, not like a Sunday morning uh, um, public affairs program. Pretend that you're talking to Joe Sixpack's younger, dumber brother. He means well. He's a high school graduate. He tends to go off the rails and just blurt things out of his mouth. But you as my guest have absolute authority to get me back on track and do whatever. And do you have any questions before we start with this? And she said, no, no, no. let's just go ahead. So I start talking, uh, doing this great interview about her, making all these references to what she wrote in the book, a lot of sexual references, because this was all about relationship stuff and her personal experiences. And you could feel 
a cold chill through the Skype line. You could feel that something had gone amiss. I asked her the first question, which was a very simple one. It was, what kind of – now, she grew up in a restaurant family in Allentown, PA, and it's the Pied Piper Diner in Allentown. And I asked her, Will, what's the secret to making a great sandwich for your boyfriend right after sex? The reason that I asked that question is, again, because of her book. In her book, she had some big squabble with, I think it was Glamour magazine, because she agreed with some story, I think, in Glamour magazine saying that it's okay for women to make sandwiches for their boyfriends after sex. And, you know, it's all just part of the relationship thing, which makes perfect sense. I asked her that one question after this really chilly type of feel as she's listening to my intro for her, talking her up like crazy. And she hangs up on me. And at first I thought, oh, no, it has to be Skype. Skype, it has to be Skype. She didn't hang up on me. Yeah, she hung up on me. Now, I've interviewed an awful lot of people, all sorts of people. Some of the interviews went well. Some were very contentious. Uh, you know, I'm not everybody's you know, favorite interview, but I can dish it out and I can take it. Not a problem. Absolutely not a problem. As far as I can recall, this is the first time that an interview, somebody that I've interviewed, just hung up on me because they just didn't like the questions I was asking. To compound the problem, I then get email from the PR firm that booked her, and they were asking, what did you do? Why did you ask sex questions? And I wrote back, I read the book cover to cover. All of this stuff is what she wrote in the book. And that's the last I heard of them. Now, I hope that doesn't affect my relationship with this firm, because it's a good firm. These are good people. I've had a lot of great interviews that they, uh, you know, people they've suggested. But I haven't heard back from them. But the thing with Andrea Tanteros, or as I prefer to call her, Andrea Tantrum Taros, is that she is this incredible hypocrite. She's uh, one of the co-hosts, or at least was one of the co-hosts on uh, Outnumbered. It's a show that's on uh, noon uh, Eastern time, uh, uh, Fox News Channel. You've got four hot babes, and you've got one guy, and he's outnumbered by these four hot babes. Well, she's been one of the four hot babes, and she is hot. There's no question about it. And she's very opinionated. And she, I mean, she's the type of person who, in her book, all but called Mika Brzezinski a bitch because Mika and she had a run-in. She, in her book, said, you know, she called Bob Beckel a liar and then, you know, had a big to-do off-air with him about that and on and on. And so she can dish it out and, oh, she, you know, tackles all, all these liberals and they're terrible and awful, and, you know, which is fine. That's part of her thing. I have no problem with that, none whatsoever. She can dish it out, but she can't take it. She can't take it at all. This whiny, bitchy little hypocrite. I worked so hard on this thing, on this book, on this interview, trying to craft questions based on what she wrote. And after just a few minutes, she blows me off in such an unprofessional way. She doesn't even tell me, look, let's not talk about sex, even though that's what I wrote about in the book. Let's just talk about the women's movement or feminism or whatever. I, I would have no problem with that. And I gave her that opportunity before we started. I said, do you have any questions for me? Anything? No, nothing like that. She didn't even have the God-blessed decency to say, look, 
this is not working out. I apologize. Goodbye. Nothing. This is Andrea Tenteris. She just hung up. Just, just screw you, Dimitri. She didn't even say screw you. She just hung up. How unprofessional. Think about this. This is a woman who has been a radio talk host. This is a woman who has no problem at all on the Fox News channel dishing it out and going back and forth and all that kind of stuff, which is fine. But when I ask her some basic questions, they, and they weren't argumentative questions. They were references to what she wrote. She just hangs up. And then she bitches to the PR firm about, well, I can't believe you. How dare he do this and all that. I couldn't, I just, I'm so angry because I worked so hard and I was so excited about this. Anyway, I have the complete interview, including the, the pre thing. As soon as I call, I just start recording. So you're going to hear all of it on One Dimitri Radio on blogtalkradio.com. And if you're not experiencing this live, because we're simulcasting right now on Facebook Live, um, you'll be able to download the episode on blogtalkradio.com, One Dimitri Radio. But I can't play it for my friends on Facebook Live just because the audio quality is not going to be that good. But you will hear how good the audio, audio quality is uh, by going to blogtalkradio.com and it's one Dimitri radio. And so I'm going to play it for you for my listeners. If you want to come over from Facebook live to hear it live, that's great or download it at your convenience. Of a lot of people who are writing to me on uh, Facebook live, Kathy is writing a whiny little bitchy hypocrite. Wow. What extraordinary journalist skill that took. Well, Kathy, I agree it's not one of my finer moments, and I typically don't call people names. In fact, I almost never call people names. But I was just so angry at the unprofessionalism, the utter hypocrisy, the rude, the sheer rudeness of this woman that I just, I just had to say it. I just had to say it. I'm not going to apologize for it. I'm not proud of this, calling her a whiny little bitchy hypocrite. Not proud of it, but I'm not going to apologize for it because that's what she is. For her to be on TV, to act like this, oh, I'm so tough, I'll stand up to them, and this, that, and the other. And then when I ask her questions about what she wrote in this book that I'm trying to help promote for her, and then she just hangs up six minutes into the interview, screw you, Andrea Tenteros, or Andrea Temperteros, Andrea Temper. Tantrum Taros. Temper Tantrum Taros. Yeah, okay. Andrea Temper Tantrum Taros. I like that. Okay, that's good. That's what it's going to be. All right. So I uh, want to thank all my Facebook Live friends for tuning in. Appreciate it uh, greatly. And uh, please, oh, by the way, with Facebook, I'm down to about my last 30 or so openings for friend requests because I'm almost to 5,000, which is the limit for Facebook. So if you ever wanted to be my Facebook friend, now's the time because there are only 30 slots left. And then Facebook says you can't have any more friends. So, okay, fine. Uh, you can also follow me Facebook, of course, and follow me on Twitter, one Dimitri radio or Dimitri Vassilaris, the lovable libertarian. So if you would please do that. And if you want to get in touch with me, you can email me at one Dimitri radio um, at one Dimitri radio.com or DM me on um, Twitter 
or uh, uh, message me on uh, Facebook. I'm all over the place, so feel free. If you want to be a guest on the show, I'd be more than happy to set up an interview. If, it's, if you have something that the listener would want to hear, happy to do it. So uh, thank all my Facebook Live friends who enjoyed the simulcast, even for those of you who did not enjoy the simulcast. Just thank you for tuning in. Pass it on, if you would, please. Please share this with other people. If you have any interest in this uh, show at all, I could use all the help I could get, of course. So whatever you could do to help pass it along, let people know about it, um, that would be great. Now, I'm going to be turning off the feed for the simulcast for Facebook Live, but I'm going to continue, of course, on One Dimitri Radio and blogtalkradio.com, and I'll play the interview, and I'll tell you what to listen for in this interview with Andrea Tanteros, or Temper Taros, Temper Tantrum Taros. Um, I, I couldn't tell you how mad I got. And the anger kept building throughout the day, where now it's all I can do to just keep from my head exploding, because just, I'm just so upset about this. What a hypocrite. What a hypocrite. And I tried so hard to write just the right questions, to feed her great lines that she could hit out of the park. And here she takes offense and hangs up on me. Not even the courtesy of a goodbye or a, sorry, let's not talk about this. None of this. How unprofessional is this? God almighty. Anyway, so um, not my finest hour, certainly not her finest hour, but um, I bet you're going to hear everything. You're going to hear a lot of inside stuff as I play it on uh, One Dimitri Radio. So Facebook Live, thank you again. Please forward this and share this with anyone that uh, you can, and uh, we'll do it again tomorrow night, the simulcast, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern time. And um, again, thank you. All right, now I've said goodbye to my Facebook um, friends, excuse me, uh, on Facebook uh, Live as we simulcast this. And um, we're still talking, of course, on One Dimitri Radio. Now, here's the, uh, let me play this uh, thing here uh, for you. This is the interview. And as soon as I called, um, I started uh, recording because we had it scheduled for one o'clock. No surprises here. And um uh, let's just play this and then we'll uh, comment. But listen for several things. Uh, listen for me talking with her, telling her, here's, here's how we do the interview. And I do this with everyone. I've interviewed hundreds of people. I tell them all the same thing, that this is not book TV on C-SPAN. This is not NPR. This is not a Sunday morning public affairs show. That pretend you're talking to Joe Sixpacks, a younger, dumber brother, high school graduate, tends to go off the rails. He means well, just he blurts things out of his mouth. And you, as my guest, have the authority to get me back on track whenever you want. Have fun with this. Um, uh, You get the last word. All of this stuff. And it works for 99.99% of my guests. And they love it and all that. Not Andrea Tenteros. Not Andrea Tenteros. And listen, because I even gave her the opportunity. Do you have any questions? Anything? This would have been a great time for her to say, well, yes, I know I wrote all about sex here in, uh, in this book of mine. And I'll, yes, I'll plug the book again. It's called uh, Tied Up in Knots, Andrea Tanteros, uh, Temper Tantrum Taros. And um, all she had to do was say, I just don't want to talk about the sex stuff. Hey, fine. Okay. You know, all right. You know, I've got no problem with that. So I gave her every opportunity. And this thing goes on for only about six minutes. 
and listen to how unprofessional this whiny little hypocrite is. She just hangs up. She just leaves me hanging here after working so hard to try to get this interview and try to do it right. Oh, my God, I can't stand this person. I, I don't know how she can have a career. I really don't. All right, here's the whole thing. Here we go. School, so just uh, <laughs> anyway. Now, is this a, is this your Skype line, or uh, do you have a landline? Uh, this is the line. This is the line. This is the line. All right. Yes, there this is the line. All righty, all righty. So, a uh, couple of things here, Andrea. First, I appreciate the opportunity to interview you. I've admired you uh, many times on the um, uh, outnumbered. Uh, I usually just hit mute, just to, just to watch you sit in the leg chair. So that just, but that's just me. So anyway, so this is great. Uh, before we get started, uh, a couple of things you need to know. The type of uh, interview that I do, this is not book TV on C-SPAN. This is not NPR. This is not a Sunday morning public affairs show. Picture yourself talking to uh, Joe Sixpacks, a younger, dumber brother. High school graduate, it means well, not too bright, no filter. So whatever pops into his head, he blurts out of his mouth and he tends to go off the rails in the middle of an interview. Now, Andrea, as my special guest, you have absolute authority to get me back on track whenever you want. And please be yourself. If you're in a good mood today, fine. Be in a good mood with this interview. If you're in a, if you're in a shitty mood today, be in a shitty mood. That's fine. You simply <laughs> cannot offend me. So whatever mood you're in, absolutely, absolutely uh, fine. And I always give my guest the last word. So at the end of the interview, this is your opportunity to speak directly to our listener here at One Dimitri Radio to promote the book, to promote the TV shows, the speaking engagements, the websites, the Pied Piper Diner, whatever the hell you want to promote. Feel, <laughs> feel free for all of this stuff, okay? That sounds great. All right. Now, do you have any questions uh, before, uh, before we start? I don't. Let's just do it. It sounds fun. All right. Fair enough. Great. Uh, Yeah, I actually read your book, by the way. I actually learned what a belfie was, but I had to go to the end of the book to figure that out because you 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 do it in the dust jacket. But anyway, anyway, I'm going off off, uh, track here. All right. Here we go. So I get an awful lot of emails from an awful lot of public relations firms all across the country, and they're pitching me this person to to interview and that person and this book and that film and yada, yada, yada. 99% of them, it's like, eh, don't think so. Absolutely don't think so. But every once in a while, every once in a while, you find a gem, you find a nugget, you find something that is like, you know, I actually would like to interview this person. Anyway, this big deal, a public relations uh, firm um, sends me this about – this really smoking hot Fox News babe, Andrea Tenteros, who in addition to everything else happens to be of the Greek persuasion. Well, I thought, well, oh my God, I've got to take a look at this. And it, the book is called Tied Up in Knots. And there's a picture of her wearing this ver- very tight virginal white dress. And her arms are wrapped up in knots with this silky type of rope above her head. And I'm thinking, tied up in knots? This is great. you got this big deal, uh, A-list celebrity who is in the bondage and domination. This is going to be a great interview. So I'm going, yeah, 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 absolutely. So I get in touch with this A.G. Rice, who's this big deal public relations person. And he says, well, uh, did you read the subhead? And I said, well, uh, no. He said, read the subhead. It's not about B&D. It's not about S&M. It's not about any of the consonants that you find on Craigslist or Tinder. And sure enough, it's how to get, excuse me, how getting what we wanted made women miserable. So it's like, 
dang. But then I start reading this thing, and I go right from the beginning where she do, uh, dedicates it to Barbara, that would be her mom, all the way to the end where I find out what a Belfie finally is. And I go, you know, this is actually pretty interesting stuff because she tends to bear her soul, not literally because I was looking for the pictures in the middle of the book, but figuratively. And I thought, you know, this is actually kind of interesting because mostly when you watch TV, especially like Fox News Channel, you've got all these babes, most of them blonde. This one is a happy brunette. And uh, they don't tell you a whole lot about their personal lives. But this one, this Andrea Tantaros, yeah, actually, she does. And I'm going, holy holy cow, this is really interesting. So before we get started, first, Andrea Tantaros, welcome to One Dimitri Radio. Christos Anesti, we're recording this a couple of days after Greek Easter. Have you recovered yet from eating all that lamb? Um, I, I, uh, I have. That was, that was some intro. I, I don't even know what to say. I'm, I'm actually a little bit stunned. <laughs> is that a good thing or a bad thing? I'm not quite sure what to do with this. Uh, I don't know. I, I've just never had an intro quite like that. Okay. Um, so I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little, uh, I'm a little shocked. But, um, but the book is not, it's not uh, anything um, like you thought it was. I know. Um, it's, I, uh, I, it's a book about serious cultural issues. And, absolutely. And, yeah. um, yes, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, great. Now, before we get started, uh, A.J. Rice, I know he was a, your executive producer with your radio show. Can you give me a little bit of dirt on A.J. Rice in case I ever need a favor from him? Oh, I can't. I oh. can't. I'd, uh, I'm, a, I'm a loyal. I'm a loyal Greek friend. Oh. And, uh, we're not. We're not snitches. Oh, Andrea. It's okay. Uh, he's not the one that has got that word "liberty" tattooed on his forehead, right? That's not him, is it? Mm. Mm-mm. Oh, no. Okay. All right. So, uh, Andrea Tenteros, you're one of the stars of uh, Fox News, and uh, you're on the uh, sitting in the leg chair, co-hosting Outnumbered. Um, before we get started here with this. What is the key? What is the key to creating a great sandwich for your boyfriend after you've had sex? The line two customer you are calling is not available. Please leave a message at the tone. Andrea, we were disconnected. Dimitri, one Dimitri radio. Uh, could you call back so we could do the interview? And uh, that was that. <laughs> Can you believe this? Can you believe this? That whole thing was all based on what she wrote in her book. I gave her all the lead up, everything. It just, and she just hangs up. How unprofessional! How chicken crap is this, Andrea Tanteros? God Almighty! I just, I lost all respect that I had for for this person. I actually liked her. I actually liked her. I was looking forward to this interview, and all this stuff that I mentioned is in her book. If she did not want to talk about all the sex stuff that she wrote about, I gave her the opportunity. You don't have to say anything before we get started. Whatever. Oh, no, we're going to have fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you could hear as soon as she heard my intro for her, which was very complimentary. Well, I never had an intro like that. I'm not quite sure how to take this. Really? Really? This whole book is this whiny exercise on how... Uh, you know, women are having a tough time meeting men and having relationships. And of course, it's really about her. 
She's in her mid-30s, and she has had, you know, lousy relationships with men, and it's got to be the feminist's uh, fault, and uh, it's, it really, it's everybody else's fault. It's not really her fault, and um, it's supposedly, in fact, uh, the dust jacket here, um, they, uh, let's see, it's uh, with scathing wit and insights born of personal experience. Well, first off, there was no scathing wit, believe me. And um, this insights born of personal experience, well, yes, she had uh, certainly uh, shared some of them. But interestingly, she did not mention the most important person in her life now, even though she wrote this book about tied up in knots, all about you know women and their relationships and what's going on, this, that, and the other. She wrote about her ex-boyfriends, which is, you know, you would expect. I mean, that's fine. But she did not write a word, at least not that I could tell, of the guy that, at least as, you know, as far as I can tell, she's still, uh, still seeing. Dave Navarro, Jane's Addiction, the guy with all the tattoos and all this kind of stuff, married three times. Now, she makes a reference at the end of this book a, uh, with gratitude to Warrior with a capital W. And maybe that's who she's talking about. But she doesn't mention him at all in her book. And this is part of the hypocrisy of Andrea Tenteros. She blames feminism. She blames, you know, the, the culture that we're in, this, that, and the other. Doesn't blame herself hardly at all. And then doesn't even mention the most important person in her life in any, in any significant way here in this book whatsoever. Now, I was not going to give her a hard time with the interview at all. I actually liked her. And there were a lot of really interesting comments or or insights that she had regarding sex and dating and all this and all that. Wiener shriveling, uh, Budweiser and BJ. These are all her terms, by the way. This is not stuff that I'm coming up with. These are her terms. And I wasn't even going to give her a hard time about, no mention about Dave Navarro. You still, you know, you still seeing him? Is this still your guy? And you talk about a relationship stuff, well, this guy's been divorced three times now. Do you think maybe the problem, uh, Andrea Tenteros, isn't uh, feminism and what uh, feminism has done to women, but maybe the problem is you make just crappy choices because you got some daddy issues? And, oh, yes, she has some daddy issues, believe me. Don't take my word for it. Read her book. But the worst part of it, and again, we've got to understand who this Andrea Tenteros is. She is someone who's on Fox News who's supposedly this tough woman who can stand up to liberals and progressivism and what's going on in the world and, you know, standing up for conservative values, this, that, and the other, some conservative values. You're in the broadcast business. You've done talk radio. You do talk TV on Fox News. And you can't handle a simple little interview from one Dimitri radio. Questions based on what you wrote in your book and you're so unprofessional that you don't even have the god-blessed courtesy to say you know let's let's change the direction of this interview i don't want to talk about the sex i want to talk about this or whatever or at the worst you know this interview is not going well i'm going to have to end it i'm sorry thanks for thinking of me goodbye andrea tenteros did not have the common decency to do even that as you heard I asked her the question, what's the secret to making a great sandwich for your boyfriend after sex? And the reason I asked 
that question is because she wrote about that issue in her book. She got a lot of grief from the feminists because, and I'm, I'm, I'm painting with a broad brush here, Andrea Tanteros essentially said it's okay to make sandwiches for your boyfriend. It's nothing, you know, that it's, you know, it's, it's okay to be loving and kind. These are good things. But Andrea Tanteros, in her God-blessed book, called it Sandwichgate. This was a big controversial thing in her career, in her life. So I start with that question. A simple question that she could knock out of the park. All she had to say was, oh, you're talking about Sandwichgate. Oh, yes, well, let me tell you about why I think that it's nice for women to take care of their men and you know, make sandwiches for them and all that. That's all it was. I'm tossing her softballs that she can hit out of the park. And what does she do instead? She whiffs, hangs up without even the common decency, the common courtesy of a goodbye. After I spend all of this time preparing for this interview, reading her book, crafting the questions, what a miserable little soul she must be, this Andrea Tanteros. What a miserable, miserable, sad little soul. Look, I wish her well in her career. I wish everyone well in their careers. I mean, you know, and, and their personal lives. I actually liked her. I mean, I actually was looking forward to this. And I thought, I'll toss her these wonderful softball questions based on what she wrote. And she hangs up on me without even the God-blessed courtesy of a goodbye. What a professional broadcaster that is. I don't know what Fox News sees in her. I really don't. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, yes, actually, I do. She's smart. She's sexy. She's pretty. Uh, she's opinionated. Um, great legs. Um, but in terms of character, in terms of just basic decency, Andrea Tanteros leaves a lot to be desired. She really does. The book is called Tied Up in Knots, How Getting What We Wanted Made Women Miserable. And, you know, read it, see what you think. You might like it, you might not like it. I, you know, I, I wish her well with the book sales, too. I mean, I have, I have no axe to grind with any of this stuff. I just could not believe that this supposed professional broadcaster, this person who knows talk, who was a talk radio host, who's been a newspaper columnist, who certainly knows how to dish it out, could not take it. Some simple little questions about what she wrote to help promote her God-blessed book. She can dish it out, but she cannot take it. And then to add insult to injury, she doesn't even have the common decency to even have any sorts, any sort of manners or courtesy, not even so much as a, I'm sorry, thank you, goodbye, nothing. Just a hang-up. And then she runs off to her PR person and starts whining and bitching about that. And the PR person writes, and it's not his fault. I mean, this is a good guy. He writes back, I mean, what, what the heck happened? Her you know, Greek family was looking forward to this, and you asked her questions about sex. And what I did is I sent a link uh, that I have the interview, this, this whole interview that you heard. I have it in Dropbox. And I sent him a link, and I said, here's the whole MP3 file. It's only six minutes long. Listen for yourself. Sex questions. Yeah, because she writes about sex in her book. And then I bolded this part saying, and if 
And if I was not supposed to ask sex questions or questions about sex, fine. Just friggin' tell me. I'm not here to have a hard time with, you know, some guests. I'm here to have fun, learn something, whatever. I've not heard back from anyone, certainly not from her, not from the PR firm. I still don't know what I did wrong. I swear to God, I still don't know what I did wrong. I read her God-blessed book. I highlighted the yellow, you know, with yellow highlighter, the important things that I thought my listeners would like. I dog-eared so many pages, it's ridiculous. I spent hours writing the questions so I could get as much information in each question as possible for the listener. I toss her a softball about Sandwichgate, which is what she wrote about, and she hangs up. What kind of person is this? What kind of chicken shit is this? What kind of, what? Uh, I don't know what Roger Ailes, uh, you know, I, uh, I, I, I just don't know. I, I just don't know. Now with this, I'll probably never get another, you know, uh, A-list uh, celebrity again or whatever, but hey, so be it. What a, what a disgrace she is. What a disgrace. What a disappointment. Andrea Tenteros. <laughs> Andrea Tantrum Teros. I think that's going to be her new name. Andrea Tantrum Teros. I like that. Andrea Tantrum Teros. I like it. I like that. Anyway, so uh, how was your day for you? Hmm? Anyway, so that's pretty much uh, how um, how today went uh, for me. But oh well. <clears throat> All right. Well, that's going to be about it for the uh, show this evening. Uh, Again, I simulcast uh, every weeknight, 9 p.m. Eastern time on uh, here, One Dimitri Radio on blogtalkradio.com, as well as uh, Facebook Live. You can actually see the studio, what there is of it, and see me, what there is of me, which is not much to look at, to be brutally honest with you. But again, I apologize for the uh, bad language tonight. I, I don't like, I seldom call people names or anything like that, but boy, Andrea... Tantaros, Tantrum Taros. Um, how rude, how unprofessional, how small, how small of her. That's all stuff that she wrote in her book. Sandwichgate. And it just, I mean, she writes about how hot she looked in a little sundress, even one that went down to her knees. I made a reference to that. She writes about the leg chair at, um, on the set. You know, she has great legs. They all wear high heels there. I made a reference to that. This is all stuff in her book that she's writing about. And then she comes on saying, oh, well, no, this is all about feminism. It's like, well, okay, fine, but you did write about this stuff. If you don't want me to talk about it, just, Christ, just tell me. I won't talk about it. And then she hangs up. What, what a, yeah, keep, it, keep it classy, Andrea. Keep it real, real classy. I, I, man, I can actually feel the venom coursing through my veins right now. All the resentments that I have toward her, and this is not a healthy thing. I know it's not a healthy thing, and I've got to let go of this stuff because this is um, this is not going to be helpful for anyone, starting with me. So, um, all right, oh, look, I vented, I've, I've, I've alerted the world about this fraud, this little whiny bitchy hypocrite, and. Um, 
I don't know what's going to happen with her career. Whatever. She'll probably excel. She'll probably have a fantastic career, even better than, than before. And she has a great career. I mean, there's no question about it. But um, what a hypocrite. Uh, what a hypocrite with this interview. What a hypocrite about her not even writing about Dave Navarro, uh, who, you know, is the, she's talking about all these relationship stuff and all that, and then doesn't even mention this in her book. Unbelievable. What degree of, of, of hypocrisy is this, Andrea? Uh, uh, tantrum Taros. What degree of hypocrisy is this? How petty, how small. God, what a miserable soul she must be. Mid-30s, never married, blames feminism for what has happened to men in relationships and all that. And now still, I'm guessing, still dating a guy who's been divorced three times. And I'm sure she'll blame somebody else for that one, too. What a waste. What a waste. Sorry I was such a downer tonight. Um, This is the first time this has happened in my career that I can remember. Somebody just hanging up saying, oh, it's just, she can dish it out. She can dish it out. One Dimitri Radio. Thank you.